Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about last night's AEW Dynamite with the huge announcement from Tony Khan and uh, more Adam Cole. Yeah, more Adam uh, Cole. But first, before we do that, let's talk about what we all want to hear. Vince McMahon is back running creative. What a great day it is. Uh, no, awful. Worst day. Worst day. Uh, so, of course, during yesterday's show, we mentioned a tweet from Sean Ross Sapp that uh, he put out there right before we got started. It stated, quote, this week, a WWE talent reached out and told me they believe Vince McMahon was back in creative. And we were hoping that today we'd be able to offer some more details. Mm-hmm. In fact, we can do that because shortly after we wrapped up yesterday's show, uh, Sean tweeted a follow-up, quote, sources within WB that would be in the position to know tell Fightful Select that these fears are unfounded. We couldn't get any confirmations on those talents' fears. As noted in the original post, Triple H has been open that Vince has input and it has been adamant to talent uh, that Triple H has final say. And then PW Torch's Wade Keller, also on Twitter, confirmed Vince, not involved creative, saying this, quote, I was flat out told today that Vince McMahon is not back involved in WB creative. So that should hopefully put this to rest. Well, I wonder if there's, if there's going to be, see, here's the thing that you think that would, but I kind of doubt it's going to because no, it's not, but hopefully, well, what I was going to say is I feel like number one, until the sale goes down, there's always going to be, because here's the thing. He's the guy at the top Mm -hmm. and, and Dave Meltzer mentioned that the whole bloodline thing involves both Triple H and Vince. Triple H himself has mm-hmm. said he consults with Vince among many other people. Mm-hmm. And so it this isn't like a binary thing. It's not like a, a yes or no thing. It seems clear that he's not 
actively the guy running creative. Like no. that seems clear that he's not at the gorilla position. He's not the one coming in, ripping up scripts and then rewriting them himself moments before. So all that stuff does seem to be off the table, but there is an element of he's there and the big decisions seemingly are going to go through him because at the end of the day, it's his company. And so yeah. he is going to have a say on how a lot of these broad strokes are happening. That just is is normal. I mean, Triple H has a boss and that boss is Vince McMahon. It's his company. He runs he, he basically runs the company from the top and then he but he delegates now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so I, th- I think this is always going to be kind of a thing. How much involvement is Vince McMahon going to have? And it'll probably change on like a day-to-day basis depending on what's going on. But I think as long as Triple H continues to be successful doing what he's doing, and when I say successful, I don't mean from the subjective creative standpoint. I mean they're able to boast good numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, Raw hit a $2 million again the other day. Yeah. Um, they're able to boast good numbers from a financial and metrics standpoint. Uh, then I think even Vince McMahon knows yeah, I'm going to stay out of it because why mess with things? But the broader strokes in terms of the big matches to sell at WrestleMania, um, yeah, are, are probably going to, you know, Vince is going to be the guy that he consults with with that. Kind oh, of stuff. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I had read that uh, uh, rumors kind of got started about Vince maybe being back uh, in, in some more prominent role in creative because of the Amos Brock Lesnar match that was. Uh, the challenge was issued on Raw, and according to Melser, that's going to be the match for Mania. Um, yeah, what's the uh, what's the what's the the like the Vince connection? Oh, I I, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but I guess they people thought well, it seemed like Brock was going to either take on Lashley or Bray, but you know Vince is trying to help Amos get over, and therefore putting me in the ring against Brock. I, that would be my guess. I didn't really okay, see yeah, yeah. The, the logic yeah. behind thinking, oh, this must be a Vince move, but I'm just trying because to put the pieces together. Last I checked, it wasn't Brock Roman at WrestleMania. You want to, you want to find out if Vince is really running things, and it'd be, Some, it'd be somehow it's Brock Roman, probably. Yeah. Brock versus Roman. Um, like in, in this situation, I have no idea how this match is going to go down, who's going to win it. I mean, if you want to build up Amos, then you have Amos win, you know, just like he, he beat Braun. Yeah. Um, you use Brock, who's older, who's super part time at this point, to get a Moss over. That's that's what you do, and I'm, you know, building up, trying to build up a new star like that. I don't. There's no. I don't have a problem with that at all. In fact, I'll be honest with you. And I mentioned this the other day. I forget if it was on the show or in pre-show or post-show. I don't know what it was. But the idea that Vince is, you know, is consulted on broad strokes. I don't think it's like a terrible thing. Seemingly Vince just had a hard time running day to day creative and the Mm -hmm. entire company all on his own. I think that in a general, very broad sense, I think Vince McMahon had some quality stuff to offer. And you can look back WrestleMania uh, 2019 when you had Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte, which I thought was a smart move on his part to make that the triple threat. They had a terrific go home segment for that. Um, Drew McIntyre winning the Rumble and then beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, I thought was a pretty wise move. I thought there are there are good things you could look back at Vince McMahon's, uh, you know, the big picture stuff with him. And he didn't always get it wrong. It was just the guy had no idea how to book week to week television anymore because he was old and he didn't remember shit and he had to run the entire company himself. So 
or he didn't have to. No, he, he elected to. to. He, made he elected decisions. to. Yeah. Uh, quick correction here: Braun actually beat Amos. Oh, Braun beat Amos at Crown Jewel. Yes, they didn't do a thing where Amos got his win back on that one. Um, let me double check that. But as far, at least for the pay per view match, Braun got the win there. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, but if this match happens, if it is Brock and Moss, Brock's not losing. Brock's not losing. Yeah, you're probably right. Still, it's um, a good it's a good feature for a Moss. Oh, it is absolutely. And just just because the Moss will probably lose doesn't mean it's a bad spot for him to be in. Um, I mean, you're right about as far as the metrics say that WB's on the upswing. I you know I, to a certain degree, you got to be pessimistic about Vince accepting a lesser role. But until we see him not playing a lesser role, we got to assume he is. So long as the metrics are good in terms of ratings, like every pay-per-view now, they're touting it as the most successful pay-per-view. Basically, every time they have a major show in a city, they're touting it as you know the the, the largest revenue they've ever generated in that city. It's been a pretty mm-hmm. consistent thing. Mm-hmm. Just happened with Elimination Chamber. Ratings are good. I'd be surprised if their if their their social metrics aren't going up as well. Um. But like, if we see a, a very sudden and very very obvious downturn of the quality of the weekly television, that's when you know Vince is more involved. And we haven't seen that yet. Well, you'll know that when I, I think that kind of thing would happen the second he stepped foot at the tapings or at the at, at live. Yeah, TV. yeah, and that's saying that if if that happens, then we yeah. know he's taking a much larger. <laughs> but we'll 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 get that in a form of a tweet from Sean Rossap saying Vince is backstage because he always mm-hmm. knows that stuff. So like, so like the second Sean tweets that out. We'll know, okay, this is probably going to be crap. Oh, the second <laughs> it happens, it's going to be, oh, gosh, sky is falling, and, and everybody's mm-hmm. going to be trying to, oh, gosh, Vince is back. You're going to do an emergency podcast. He's back. He's back. It's happening. It's like that the, the gift from the office. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it It is what it is. It's, you know, it's all kind of mu- – the thing that we need to be really talking about is, like, what's going to happen this summer with the sale of the yeah, company. Like, exactly. after that, look, if we get to, like, August <laughs> – and Triple H is still running things, and if the company's been sold, then maybe we'll be okay. Maybe they can start relaxing a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess depending on if Vince has been squeezed out yet. Do you think, because Triple H stands to make a ton of money off of a sale as a well. A good amount of money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the millions of dollars, I believe, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. It's going to be It's probably in the tens of millions, I oh, would maybe. think. I, I can't remember. I saw some some figures of who would stand to make what, and obviously Vince would make oh, really? like okay. in the billions or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know exactly what the amount that Triple H was. It stands to be probably quite a lot oh, of money. Oh, it's a and substantial of course, sum of money, yeah. Stephanie as well. That's his wife and everything. Um, do you think if it was like, hey, here's all this money, <clears throat> if he was asked to stay on, do you think he'd take that? And this is speculation. We don't know the guy, but do you think that he would be like, "Yeah, I want to stick around and 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 you know create the future of WWE"? Triple or H. I just want to, yeah, Triple H. Do you mean in lieu of getting his? No, no, he'd oh. still get the money. Oh, yeah. Why regardless. wouldn't he stay? He's a lot of money. Maybe well, just he seems to do because he a loves doing it. He, this is his passion. I, you know, it seems like this is what he dedicates so much of his life to. Um. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he could cash out. Okay, John Fearon Loden says, "Oh my God, Vince would, Vince would make two point five billion. Yeah, Steph and Triple Steph. H would make four hundred million combined. Yeah, so, I, mean, I if, figure it'd be if, a ton of money. You never know, never know. He because really if, like if, if you have like ten mil in the bank, it's like, yeah, I'll go down to the office. But if you have like four hundred million dollars, it depends what drives <laughs> Triple H. At this yeah, point, you're right. You're absolutely right. At this point, I'm sure he's already financially secure. 
You know? Oh, yeah, sure. But there's a difference between being financially secure and having $400 million. I understand that. But, you know, at this point in his life, he had the health scare. He had the heart issue. Mm-hmm. At that point, he could have been like, all right, done. I think that heart issue, the health scare probably would have been a bigger indicator. Like, okay, is he going to come back or not? Yeah. And he seems to love doing this. He loves doing it. And so, yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if he had almost half, if he and Stephanie had almost half a billion dollars in the bank, if he was like, done. Yeah, I'd be kind of surprised too if he was offered, you know, the ability to to, to shape the future of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then I think he'd take it too. It's just a fun conversation to have. If you had four hundred million dollars sitting around, what would you do if you had four hundred million dollars sitting around, Larson? I'd, I'd sit around. <laughs> I have no desire to shape the future of wrestling podcasting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> sit around and do absolutely nothing. You got that right. What kind of house? I'm kind of curious now. What kind of house would you then? You know, I, I'm not like a huge house guy because it's it's, sure, it's yeah. just more upkeep. Yeah, you, but you have four hundred million dollars. It's not upkeep for you. It's upkeep for whoever you hire to do it. Uh, I'm not going to hire staff. No, that's <laughs> not how I do it. You things. got four hundred million dollars. No, there's a lot of good you could do with that money. <laughs> yeah, hiring people isn't good. Go hire people, pay them oh a good wage. Gosh. To what? To to clean my kitchen? No, I'll clean my own kitchen. I don't need a giant house. I don't need five cars. I'm fine with one car. Oh, man. You know what I want? I just want an office. I just want my own office. Yeah. That's all I really care about is a house. Okay. That that is that is decent. Everybody gets their own space. Hold on a second. Wait, back up a second. What? You have $400 million. What do you need an office for? You're not doing anything. Well, I still might want to like. I got all this music stuff back here. That could be my hobby. Build do you like a, a music studio. studio? Okay. All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> we'll still do pay-per-view watch-alongs. How about that? Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd be a blast. You know what we do? Because you have $400 million now, right? Yeah. We just like... Wait, only I would a- have the money? You wouldn't have any of this money? Yeah, I'm sure I'd have some too. Uh, I'd get like a theater... And we just get all our friends out to watch watch along just in person. And then if all we right. happen to set up a live stream as well, cool, so right on. Yeah. Then be catered by like cool stuff. Yeah, man, I love it. Well, that's, Hot okay. stuff. Del Taco. All right, Del Taco's fine. Okay. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. 
Plan your trip at aruba.com. Uh, before we get going on our AEW Dynamite recap, going to plug some shit here. Friendoshop.com. We got tons of great merch there. I got a couple samples over here. Here's a look at this. I'm sure this isn't trademarked. Uh, like you know, a, I saw a somebody else. Violation. I, I don't remember what it was, but it had a shirt that was inspired by the Raw's War logo. So I think we're fine. Yeah, but it did, did literally have the word Raw on it because I feel like this is really toeing the line here. Or this is really. Well, like, I mean, to be know, fair, that's the name of our show. That's true. So you can get this shirt right here. It's an old attitude logo type thing for going in raw. Great looking shirt. You can get that right now. Friendoshop.com. We have the original Friendo Club shirt as well. This goes back years. Mm-hmm. Look at that one. It's got a skull with like Larson's little bearded face and my face. So you can check out that one too. We got hoodies. We got a hat over there. Yeah, the hoodies are very comfortable. The hoodies are very comfortable. We got this hat right here, Friendo Club hat. More stuff to come. Uh, I'll have another drop come WrestleMania. Uh, but for now, you can still get 20% off. Use the code RUMBLE. Rumble. Uh, also, we've got new YouTube memberships at $20. And $20, kind of like the $20 Patreon tier, you get the Friendo Care Package. You got to send us a little email with your address and everything. Yeah. But you get the Going In Raw full-color comic book here. You get uh, a bunch of stickers. My face. Larson's face. If you see a van rolling around Rancho Cordova, that's my parents' van that's got our faces on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, some. Oh, that's on the thing. That's not right. Uh, oh, you get an eight by ten here, right here. It's autographed. This one's not autographed, but the one that you'll send, be sent is autographed. Postcard. Just have a bunch it's, of stuff. It's, it's around. a cornucopia of goods. It really is. Yeah. So it's twenty dollars YouTube membership. Uh, also, right now on YouTube, you can gift memberships. So if you want to yeah. spread the love, uh, you can gift memberships now at the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and then, of course, uh, patrons of $5 and up and channel members can participate in the upcoming AEW Revolution Predictions Challenge. The digital big red title currently uh, possessed by Moses Supposes yes. will be on the line. Up for grabs. Uh, yep, and so it's going to be a predictions challenge. Uh, and then also the ECW Hardcore TV Retro Review is live now for channel members and YouTube. I'm sorry, and uh, patrons of $5 and up. That's going to be live on the channel, I believe, this weekend, but you can check it out right now. Just click join on YouTube or go to patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. It's also where we do our questions threads. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, talk about AEW Dynamite. Yeah. You know, we were sort of uh, poo-pooing the lineup yesterday, but I thought Dynamite... Uh, was actually pretty decent. I thought it was pretty entertaining yesterday, Larson. It was. Um, and, you know, p- maybe part of that was our, the expectations weren't terribly high given the lineup. I don't know. But it, it seemed like they injected something into the show that had been lacking. I think one thing, one aspect, energy and urgency. I didn't feel like there'd been a whole lot of energy and a whole lot of urgency going on in the show. And I felt like they had that last night. It's sort uh, of every, like every a, it, segment yeah. felt like it mattered. I agree with you. It's sort of a weird, nebulous thing, isn't it? Like, a sense of like we need a sense of urgency. Okay, how do we do that? I don't know. Just act like you have to go to the bathroom during the entire thing. You know, I don't know. Like that is one of those things where it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Add energy and add a sense of urgency, but I I felt it as well. You know, I think part of that's pacing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Uh. You know, and it, it felt there were segments where it actually felt like there were stakes, and and you know, you look at the the Revolution Battle Royals winning team. Uh, got into the the four way match for the tag titles of Revolution. Obviously, there's stakes there, but it's little details like the Wheeler Yuta Orange Cassidy match. Where, yes, in the promo they did on Rampage, they talked about reminded us that Wheeler Yuta used to be a part of Best Friends, mm-hmm. and it's a small thing. Mm-hmm. During the match, they had little picture in picture bits 
showing mm-hmm. periods when Wheeler and Orange Cassidy teamed up, and after they had split up, they kind of recapped the story and 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 remind us, oh, there's actually something on the line here too. In the in the match, the story of the match followed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's it's stuff like that in the details rather than just throwing a match together, putting it out there, and 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 and. and hoping since two people actually have had some interaction in the past that some story could be salvaged from it. They actually seem like, okay, there's a story here. Let's remind people of the, the history and then mirror that history in the match itself. I thought taking that history so seriously was a really smart move. I thought Cesaro coming out and sort of slapping him and saying, mm-hmm. hey, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, why are you dicking around with this guy? Go do what we do. You know, uh, and that bit where Orange Cassidy gives him a hug yeah. and uh, and Wheeler sort of, you know, rejects that as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a phenomenal match. I did. I thought the setup on Rampage was lame, but I thought the actual match itself, the story that I told, I thought was actually really, really solid. I thought it was good it was. stuff. It was. Um, MJF got a lot of people talking again uh, after his promo last night. Um, this one involving um, a, a breakup he mentions in his life. Um, and according to Sean Ross Sapp, he actually did break up with his fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and he gets on Danielson about taking his family, his marriage, his children for granted and putting all of that on the line every time he steps on the ring. And MJF says, that's an insult to me because mm-hmm. I would give anything to have what you have. Mm-hmm. And yet all I have, the only thing I can, I, I can love unconditionally is this belt. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was one thing I felt was really lacking from this feud was there was nothing really personal about it. Mm-hmm. Beyond just I'm better than you, you know, but that's that's yeah. most wrestling feuds. At least that's the the that's what kicks things off for the most part. You need to be more personal, and it felt like MJF finally cracked how this is how Danielson coming after his title isn't just an affront to him as a professional wrestler, but an affront to him like in terms of philosophically how he views himself and views life. Yeah, you have what I want, and you're taking it for granted by yeah. even being here. I thought that it was, you know. I guess it, and I and I saw some some discourse, and it's it's Twitter. You and I have had conversations about how shitty the wrestling discourse is. It's just it's sort of it's extra obnoxious these days. Mm-hmm. But people complaining about or or being snarky about you know MJF and his shifting motivations. Um, you know, one week it's oh I'm so bad that I did this thing with a car accident. And this week it's hey my you know fiance left me, and this is the only thing I love now. And you have a family, and I want that. Um, but at least, hey, you know what? They're trying to find something in it. And I thought the promo did accomplish that mm-hmm. um, in that he really did try his damnedest MJF as a promo or using the promo um, to drum up some extra motivation. You know, a lot of people, including us, have been complaining about the build of revolution, how a lot of the stories just haven't felt all that interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought if nothing else, he did the thing that he can do really good. And that's talking. Um yeah. To say, hey, you know what? Here's some here's some more motivation as to why, you know, you get under my skin so much, and how why I want to, you know, put you down. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was a pretty effective segment there. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Phil Lindsay on Twitter. I'm checking right now. Compared MJF to the Joker in the Dark Knight. Remember, there were several times in that movie where they were, like Joker was asked, like I'm paraphrasing, like. Why do you do the things you do? And each time he gives a different answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's 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 an interesting viewpoint on it. And, and if mm-hmm. if I don't know if that's something that MJF, um, yeah, it was Phil, uh, is doing uh, consciously, consciously, yeah, 
Or if it's just, hey, I got to throw stuff at the wall and see what happens. I don't know. But if it's a conscious decision, um, then that's an interesting approach. He's been known to sort of, I don't know. And, and again, you, I don't, it's a situation where, yeah, you can either look at, is it, is it a creative decision or is it born out of necessity? Just mm-hmm. trying their damnedest, like you said, throwing shit at wall, see what sticks, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is. That is kind of an interesting take mm-hmm. a guy who just to sort of play mind games, even mm-hmm do what he can to elicit some amount of sympathy, but at the same time, some amount of, you know, uh, you know, rage towards him, you know, two very different tacks. And yeah, I, that, that's an interesting take. I hadn't thought about that. I yeah. Like I that. hadn't either. I hadn't either till yeah. I saw that. Um, and at a certain point, at a certain point, like, you know, how it came about becomes a little less important than what do we see on the screen? You know, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Mm-hmm. You take the, mm-hmm. you take the performers and their, and their, their craft out of it and just, okay, well, what are we given? Mm-hmm. And then you come with it. I mean, dude, wrestling does that all the time. You know, you, you, yeah. you just do so many stories and eventually you can reference history and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, they did this this one time. We can reference that. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, then we got the announcement. Tony Khan announced that Adam Cole had an announcement. Um, that announcement was <laughs> a W all access. It's a one hour reality show documentary style show. It depends to see how the, what the presentation is going to be. It's backstage, AEW stuff. Uh, Adam Cole made the announcement because it sounds like we're going to follow his recuperation from his concussions pretty closely during the show. He mentioned Eddie Kingston mentioned on Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, he's going to be in it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I look. If it, you and I had speculated that if this is anything like, and I, I suspect maybe when Cody Rhodes left, and maybe there was some idea that they were going to get an additional season of Rhodes to the top. Yeah. You know, we had often said some of the more interesting aspects of Rose to the Top were simply the backstage AEW oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious if this is going to have more of a because I know you and I are both big fans of um, what was it called? Breaking Ground. Is yeah, that what it was NXT called? Show, yeah. The NXT, which I thought sort of went the furthest in breaking kayfabe, if you mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. Um, that anybody really has has done. And I hope that they try to go as far as they can with giving us actual, you know, backstage looks. And I don't need to, we don't need to be there for people planning out their matches. They don't have to go that far. Oh man. That's what I want to see. It's what I want to see. I don't expect it though. (laughs) You know? Um, But, uh, but yeah, no, any, any sort of peek behind the, behind the scenes of, you know, uh, of the creative process. Mm Mm-hmm. In any way, shape, or form, I think is interesting. I think sort of more interesting in that whole uh, announcement, though, was Adam Cole's returning to the ring next week with uh, all. Or I'm sorry, when all access the week that yeah, all access starts. Yeah, the the dynamite that's preceding the premiere of all access. Yeah, he's right. To yeah, the ring. They didn't say what date that was. It's just sometime in March. Right. Yeah. So um. So that'll be really cool. I'd love. You know, I can't wait to see Adam Cole back in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and yeah, who knows who's going to show up on this? Now, honestly, if it was just an hour of cameras following Eddie Kingston around, oh, that'd be great. I would I would watch the shit out of that. Oh hell yeah, yeah hell yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Jeff Jarrett, ain't he great? Jay Lethal earned a spot in the tag title bout at Revolution. One spot left. There's a Casino Battle Royal next week. Steps a little different. Uh, FTR is totally going to come back. Totally going to win this, just as we predicted. Um, and that'll be a really good ba- match if it is FTR. Um, there's all the stories between FTR, Gun Club. Claimed. Then you introduce Jarrett and Lethal, 
a new matchup for FTR. It seems like it's pretty exciting. It could be some pretty exciting stuff. I think it's going to be a phenomenal match because your AI is going to be it's totally going to be FTR. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that match is going to be absolutely it, – it's going to be stellar. I think it's going to be one of those show-stealing matches. Um, and, uh, and yeah, shout-out to Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal it, for winning. You can tell Jeff battle. Jarrett and Jay Lethal and, and Satnam and Sanjay are just having an absolute blast. That bit – Right now. Where he was holding him up. They had been knocked off by like Trent or whatever. Yeah. And he was holding them up and Jay Lethal started praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love their chemistry together. They're so much fun. I know a lot of people are like, why are they having them when I don't care, man? I think I think they're hilarious. I think they're a lot of fun. Um yeah, I was never I was you and neither you nor I were ever a big Jeff Jarrett fan no. back in the day. No. But uh but more recently I've come to appreciate him. Yeah. Honestly, so much of it is like clips that I've seen from like the Deadlock guys that'll post on Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, man, maybe I should have been paying closer attention back during the TNA days cuz some of that stuff is legitimately funny and pretty yeah. entertaining. You know, uh what kind of turned Jeff Jarrett around for me is is he's not in it a whole lot, but the movie Spring Breakers He's in. Oh it. yeah, I never did see that, but yeah. And he's in it for a little bit in the performance. It's like, wow, he's this. He's a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he can do this. This, this for, pro wrestling thing. For me, it was there was a span when he was like popping up in all sorts of like interviews and stuff, yeah. and like I think he did like a table for three. And I'm like, man, like away from his obnoxious wrestling persona, which I never really was on board with. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a really interesting guy. Like you know, obviously mm-hmm. being in the business for as long as he has been, and being you know however many generations second or third or whatever it is um yeah i i just i i'm i'm happy for that and having a couple of veterans like that in the match revolution i think is going to enhance it um and uh and yeah it should i'm really looking forward to that match i think it's gonna yeah. be phenomenal i mean right now with the way sanjay and Jarrett and lethal are interacting it's like the perfect amount of obnoxious it is yeah it's just entertaining it's just it, 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 it adds is. an element of entertainment sanjay yeah. dud is wildly entertaining Mm-hmm. Jared's not really the focal is, yeah. point, so right. he can kind of be the occasionally obnoxious individual, and that works fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, the chemistry that they have right now is working. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting element added to that match. Another veteran team. Um, yeah, that that is gonna be a good one. Um, before we get into the full recap, uh, we have 415 people watching right now here on YouTube. Ninja Shake is a new channel member. Thank, oh, thank you, you so much. much. Do us a huge favor, though. It's really easy. It's free. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. A little notify bell next. We've actually been chipping away. We're at. We're like. We're almost. We're on the verge, Larson, of getting back in the, in the green, so to speak, when it comes to our sub growth. Nice. <laughs> I think it's nice. all the streaming we've been doing on YouTube. All the yeah, more paying attention to, to YouTube that we've been doing. So uh, who knows? Maybe one day before we retire, fifteen years from now. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, get to a, that 200,000 we'll subscriber maybe, mark. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maggie has a link here for the Twitch chatters. If you can just hit that link, hit that thumbs up. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, if we get to 200, maybe uh, maybe Paul will call in. Maybe Triple H will call in. Yeah. Um, talk before, about last night's dynamite. Before we get to the recap, let's talk the main event. Um, I thought it was pretty well executed having Eve Luno uh, 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 tell Paige before the match, hey, we got to go stand up for ourselves. Dark Order. We got to, because he said, you know, whatever page you tell us to not get involved, it makes me think that you think that we're not at your level. Right. They're not. Yeah. But <laughs> I can understand why Uno would be slighted by that. Yeah, um, of course. 
and says, I want you to not get involved. I need to go prove myself against John Moxley. Oof, yeah. And credit to Uno, he took the fight to Mox yeah. the best he could. And the image at the end where he's busted open and blood is squirting out of his head while Mox has the bulldog ch- or the, the rear naked choke on him um, was something else. And he didn't tap, passed out. Um, and then the brawl at the end was crazy. And you think, okay, Mox got through his match without bleeding. He's not going to bleed that night. Wrong. It's what people. It's what people pay to see, man. Apparently, because then Hangman gets some barbed wire, wraps it around his fist, and starts punching Mox in the head. So the final shot, one of the final shots of the show, is Mox leaning against the ramp, just blood pouring down his face. Dude, I'll be honest with you. Like looking at that one on paper, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be Goof Fest, you know, three thousand. But uh, Uno showed up. You know, his beef was out, which was awesome. You know, uh, and and he bled a ton. And I'll be honest, I'm sitting there thinking, man. You know, I know we've had this discussion before. I've seen it also on on Twitter or whatever. You know, we're used to seeing Mox bleed, and it hasn't be, and it's become less special. But it just sort of goes to show that Evil Uno comes out, puts on a killer match. He's bleeding through that mask. That's interesting. You know, it still is effective, even though we see it every week on Mox. So if you use it in interesting ways, like with Uno, yeah. it can still be very effective, even though we get it every week. So um, I thought that, yeah, again. Speaking of the sense of urgency, mm-hmm. Uno brought it from the bell. He brought it. He came straight at Mox, yep. and this was a different evil Uno than we're used to seeing, and that's why it worked because he was bringing the violence uh, to Moxley, and yeah. um, I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome, man. I even thought Mox bleeding at the end was effective. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Because you think he's not going to. You because, think all right, he's got the yeah. match not bleeding. His Uno's the one that's pouring blood out of his head. No blood for Mox tonight. No. Yeah, because you have Hangman just very dramatically get that hunk of barbed wire put on his fist and start annihilating Mox in his head. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was well they're done. gonna bleed so. That's gonna much. be a bloodbath. They are going blood to bleed bath. so much. Texas death. Woo. Yeah, man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's get into it. Show kicked off. Wheeler Yuta. Do you want to do his voice, Steve? You know what? Out of respect to the match, I'm not going to do the voice. All right, very good. Thought it was uh, a killer match. It was really good uh, versus Orange Cassie. You started out very technical. And at one point, Claudio comes down and it looked like Wheeler goes to ringside and starts complaining to him. Yeah. Starts whining yeah. about it. Claudio just goes, whoopah, slaps him yeah, across the slaps face. slaps him, yeah. And then after yeah. that, it's aggressive Yuta. It's the story of this match. It was... Mm-hmm. Wheeler complaining about being bullied by Trent, complaining about Chuck being treating him like a clown. And here Cassidy is out wrestling him when he's supposed to be the guy in the wrestling group. You know what, man? I can't I can't disappoint the people. What do they say? You gotta give the people what they want. You gotta give the people what they want. So Cesaro comes out. He's bullying me in the ring. And then 
Cesaro yep. slaps in the face. There's your one wheeler you There you go. It's because Orange used Yuta's finisher against him in the seatbelt. So oh, he was him. pissed about really that. Yeah. And so the wheeler came back in the ring and just was aggressive. Aggressive. And even more aggressive. Um, down towards the finish, Yuta puts on a seatbelt. Orange kicks out of that. Hits an orange punch. Yuta kicks out of that. Orange hits a beach break. Yuta kicks out of that. So Yuta's on his knees. And then Orange hits him with another orange punch to get the win. Really good match. A lot of really good back and forth stuff. You know, we, 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 we have our criticisms of Wheeler as a character, but he's capable of putting on really good matches like this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, for sure. Um, so after the match, eventually Yuta gets to his feet and uh, Orange offers him a hug. You know, hey, let's move on. Mm-hmm. And Claudio comes back down to ringside and Yuta looks at him. Mm-hmm. And so instead of hugging Orange, walks right past him, leaves with Claudio. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, you gotta you gotta draw the line uh, somewhere. <laughs> so, like, a couple people are behind on YouTube chat, and uh, Rick Rosser here says, "What? Do the voice?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mox bleeding, right? Yeah, I can't not do the voice. <laughs> oh man, everybody's used when we talk Wheeler Yuta. You do the voice. I gotta, I got you. Gotta give the people what they want. Yeah. So sorry That's to freak Excalibur anybody says. out. <laughs> he said, "What? Do the voice? Fine, I'll perform for you." <laughs> Anyways, uh, so after that, we had uh, that uh, Hangman Evil Uno interview with Renee that you had referenced earlier. Asked how he's been preparing for his match. Uno says, how does one prepare for John Moxley? And the Hangman says, he says, you don't. He says, you know, I asked you guys to stay out of this a thousand times, and I get it. And Uno says, you know what? I've heard you talk so many times, Hangman. Told us so many times not to get involved. But every time you say that, do you know what I hear? The Dark Order is not on your level. So I have a request for you. No matter what happens in that match, from bell to bell, I don't want you to get involved. It's time for us to stand up for ourselves. Mox, tonight you find out why my name is Evil Uno. It's good stuff. Uh, then Ricky Starks in an awesome green suit. Oh, man, that was comes beautiful. Comes to the ring. Yeah. Um, he says, it ain't no secret these past few months I've dealt with interference from the JAS, baseball bats, people dressed up in masks, being put through a table. And to me, the message is very clear. Chris, you don't want to have a rematch against moi. And I accept that, that the rematch won't happen. So I'm going to be moving on from you, Jericho. But what I have here, and he takes a piece of paper out of his out of his coat pocket, is an open contract for a match at Revolution. As my theme says, the Revolution will be televised, so I'll be damned if I'm left off this pay-per-view. So I know there's somebody back there who's itching to get on this card. So I welcome you to come out here, and let's do this damn thing. And then Judas starts playing. Dun, 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 dun. And then Jericho walks the ramp. And says, now, Ricky, I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to bait me into having another match. Trying to bait uh, me into having another match with you. You said you're over and done with Jericho. You're not over and you're done until I say so. But I'll tell you this. Count your blessings. You beat Chris Jericho. Congratulations. It was a highlight of your, of your career. Take it and put a little box and put on your nightstand. Look at it every night before you go to sleep. It's never going to happen again because I can beat you anytime, any place. But it's never going to happen because you're not on my level. So good luck with your open challenge. I hope it goes well for you. So then Peter Avalon comes out to the ramp because he <laughs> oh, wants head, the answer. The head open full challenge. of steam, man. Oh, yeah. He is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And what does he get? Judas effect. Judas effect. Yeah. Uh, so Jericho uh, uh, says to Starks, he said, do you see what happens when you want an open challenge? Everybody's going to walk out here. Ugh, you want Chris Jericho so bad. You can't have revolution without the demo God. Maybe I should have a rematch with you and embarrass your stupid ass. 
And Stark's like, yeah, okay, go ahead and sign this. But we know both know what's going to happen. You're going to bring JAS out here. They'll probably jump me again. And that's all good and well. He says, but it's Chris Jericho, the first AEW champ, the man who beat two legends in one night. You did that all by yourself, right? I don't understand why you keep needing JAS. But unless you really think you can't beat me, I just think you'll have to get the job done by yourself. And Jericho's like, oh, you're telling me you don't think I could beat you one-on-one? Stark says, no, no, I, I think you can. You can totally beat me. Jericho grabs a contract. You're damn right I can beat you, and I can beat you one-on-one. I'm the great, great uh, Chris Jericho. Of course I could beat lowly Ricky Starks. I would sign this contract. In fact, I'd add an addendum that says the JAS stays in the back. I'd do that right here, right now. Except I, I don't have a pen. And Stark says, oh, damn. Well, I do. And he pulls out the pen. He calls him on his bluff. Jericho stares at him, snatches the pen, does the old school. <laughs> You're on the list. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that Jericho got a pen click over? Like every it's like a it's like a nostalgia uh hit if he if he clicks a pen. Yep. Um and he says uh he, he makes the addendum on there. He says the JAS can't come out. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I see he signs it. He says, Ricky, you got it. Jericho versus Absolute Revolution. Be careful what you wish for because nobody outsmarts the Ocho. And as he turns around and walks away, Ricky Starks totally just looks in the camera and smirks and winks his eye. Yeah. Dude. He outsmarted him. Yeah, I know. This is the stupidest thing mm-hmm. in the world, but God damn it, it's entertaining because these two guys make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think they, that the realization that this has been told completely ass backwards just sort of set in and they're like, okay, how are we going to get there? Let's just do something completely asinine, but it's funny because we make it funny yeah. and we make it entertaining and it's going to be a good well, match. Also Jericho, I believe has a history of being tricked into matches in AEW. This isn't the first time mm-hmm. this has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He can be manipulated. You know, if you play to his ego, you can manipulate Jericho into doing things that otherwise he said he wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a revolution tag team battle royal video package. Various teams dropping little short promos saying we're gonna win. We're gonna go on to revolution and get the tag team championships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was best friends was in there. A bunch of other teams. Yeah. Then we had uh, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill from the firm versus uh, the acclaimed. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> um, there was a funny line in the caster rap. What was it? Yeah, I know my voice is giving. Up um. Now. Trying to re- replay it in my head. Oh man, I forget now. Random. Oh, it was a Robert Sarver uh, reference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, there was something else in there. I forgot what it was. Anyways, uh, so of course the Ass Boys uh, show up during this match. They attack uh, Billy Gunn, their dad. Uh, Caster chases them off. <laughs> But even with all the distraction, they still win this fairly easily. Like while he's running off the guns, he just sends Big Bill into the yeah. into the ring post. Um, oh, Brittany <clears throat> says he made the the soft reference to uh, ah yeah, it, that it even good. popped it even popped uh, Morrissey. Yeah. Oh, did he laugh? He about was him? laughing. He's like, all right, all right. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's I like that. That's good. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, they win with the mic drop here mm-hmm. uh, to get the momentum. Going into revolution. Indeed. And then uh, Tony Schiavone goes out to the stage to interview Christian. Christian. So as Christian makes his entrance, stands on the stage, Jungle Boy runs out and spears the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Bunch of ground and pound. And Christian starts to crawl away. Uh, Jungle Boy hits him with an elbow running form to the back of his head. And then yeah. Jungle Boy walks back stage. And we don't see him for a bit. He comes back out with a pair of chairs and sets up Christian for a concerto. He brings the chair up, but he hesitates. He can't bring himself to do it at first. 
and then finally he starts to bring the chair back. Christian hits him with a low blow, blasts him with the chair in the head, and then takes his head and starts slamming it to the chair that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Jungle yeah, Boy jung- yeah. busted open. He was busted open, man. Also, oh, there she is. What's she going to do? She's like, I'm going to move this part of the couch. Like- that couch is so filthy. <laughs> so, I'm never on that thing. That's, I never get on that that's couch. Your sick cats, uh, couch. It is now. literally just my sick cats. Yeah, it is just her couch. Cat bed at this point. And I told Lace, I was like, hey, man, I might get rid of this couch. She was like, your dog is on that couch always. Mm-hmm. How can you take that dog. away from her? Sorry, cat. So she's on that. She's never anywhere else. How are you going to take that away from her? Solid really point. Can't. Solid point. Really Anyways, can't. after that, we had a Samoa Joe promo. It was like a, a video thing. Uh, and uh, they replayed the end of Wardlow's promo last week. Joe responds, says, Wardlow, of all of man's great follies, perhaps his greatest is delusion. I scalped you to take the one thing that meant the most to you, your beloved connection with your father, and to send a message that I'm not a man to be messed with. At Revolution, I'm going to make it very clear the biggest mistake you ever made was stepping back into the ring with me. Oh, man, Joe's got such gravitas. I know, he's awesome. He's the best. Uh, Then we got Soraya versus Sky Blue. Um, this was a fun bout, uh, down towards the finish. Sky locks on to submission. Um, and then Soraya hits, I think what used to be called the page turner gets a two mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, Sky goes up top. Soraya punches her is looking for a superplex. Sky escapes, hits a cross body, a drop kick covers, but then Tony storm gets on the apron to distract the ref. Mm-hmm. So then Sky knocks her off, turns around, super kick from Soraya. And again, used to be called page tap out. Cause I don't know what it's called now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she locks that on. Sky gives up. Um, afterwards, Tony and Soraya they get their spray paint. They're about to spray paint Sky Blue. Britt and Jamie run down to make the save, and so Tony and Soraya first they spray paint somebody's sign mm-hmm. in the crowd, and then they go up to the ramp. Ruby Soho comes out, mm-hmm. and she's looking past <laughs> them. She's singing the Jamie Hater. Yeah. She's doing the discount double check. She wants yeah. a title shot. Hey Rogers. Yeah. And at one point, like. Uh, uh, Tony and Soraya kind of staying in front of her and she kind of goes, no, out of the way. Yeah, I don't want you. And Discount Excalibur is like, oh, and she's saying this. She doesn't want it, but but what side is she on? But she says she doesn't want them. And she she's like, it's clear. Either yeah. she wants State Farm Insurance or she wants the title. Probably in this case, it's the title. title. But, you know, don't discount the insurance. Discount double check. Um, yeah, we find out later on in a Jamie Hayter. Uh, we'll just talk about it now. Sure. Jamie Hayter, there's a little backstage thing where she says, uh, how about a triple threat? They're both deserving, Soraya and Ruby Soho, um, which is great. I think it's going to be a really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do, do they do a big reveal at Revolution? on inter- Because, they, look, here's the thing. They are pushing the idea that Ruby Soho <clears throat> needs to choose sides. Yeah. They got to follow up with that. Otherwise, all this is for naught. They can't do the thing where she's like, no, I, I really don't care whose side I'm on. I just want the title. Um, she's got to choose somebody's side here, right, as part of the story of this triple threat? I mean, I, I wonder if it's a situation where her hand is going to kind of be forced to choose a side. Because like we she- already saw that in the last triple threat where it was like, what side is she on? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in theory, I like the idea of Ruby just being like, I'm not going to get involved in this conflict. I'm keeping my eyes for what for what I want, which is championships. I wonder if it's going to be the kind of thing where if because haters obviously very popular haters Mm going to walk away from this match as champion like we know that. 
And maybe that'll motivate Ruby joining Soraya and Tony because Soraya might be like, hey, you and I need to team up to take out Hater. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Hater gets through it. And so Ruby's like, well, you know, damn, like I couldn't get this. I couldn't get the job done. But then maybe it would force her to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought of a scenario last night after watching the show that I was like, oh, this could pan out. And it would kind of organically lead to Ruby making a decision. But then I completely forgot what it was. <laughs> That's the most going in Russia. The only thing here. I remember is that Soraya won. I love it. Oh, okay. oh, the title at Revolution? Yeah. Okay, right on. But then it would lead to Jade getting involved in the story. And then she would beat Soraya for the title. Honestly, that's that's like that's the shit that should happen. Like yeah, Jade should be involved in all this stuff. I know. I mean, that would be kind of cool if they do. Because like, wait, who are the who are the originals in this? It's Hater and Brit, huh? Yeah. They should do like a third man brother type thing mm-hmm. where Jade is the third man. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, if you're doing cool. the Outsiders, you got to have a third man. Jade is that. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But then Jade turns on Hater, or Hater loses the title. Yeah, there you go. Hater loses the title. Jade's the third man. She's title holder, and then she beats and brings it back home to the Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Anyways, after that, we had a. You want to? You could do Brian. I'll do MJ. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. So Brian Danielson comes to the ring. Says, "Wow, it's great to be back in Phoenix. I believe he used to live in Phoenix. If uh, mm. Total Bell is any indication." Okay. He says, it seems like people here want me to win the AEW title at Revolution. Well, trust me, I'm going to do everything in my power to beat MJF for that title. But first, I want to talk about what MJF said last week. MJF came to this ring and said that he hates Brian Danielson. So let me get this straight. He tries to break the arm of a friend of mine for 20 years, and he hates me? He put a bounty on my head, so I wouldn't even make it to the pay-per-view, and he hates me? MJF, you hospitalized my mentor, William Regal. And he hates me. So MJF comes out. He says, see, you may have all these schmucks twisted, but I know who you are and I know who I am. I'm the guy who was left stranded by anyone I ever opened up to. I'm the guy who got thrown away like trash by anyone who claimed they loved me. And then I met a girl, a girl who changed my outlook on this planet, a girl I fell in love with. She convinced me that not everybody in this world is bad. So then I became a man who got down on one knee and I told the girl that I wanted to start a family with her. And the crowd's trolling the shit on the, the entire time. Yeah. Um, he says, I wanted to make a home with her. I wanted to have children with her. And you know what she did? She left me. She left me, Brian. And the crowds are chanting, you deserve it. <laughs> so anyways, he stews a little bit and then he continues. Yeah. She left me because I'm unlovable. So now the only thing that I have in this world makes me feel unconditional love is triple B. So I'm going to pause right there really quick because this is a promo is good, but you know, our part of our job is take piss out of stuff. Yeah. It sort of like lessens the impact of his promos when he refers to this thing as triple B. I I know it's the stupidest name for a title. It's like, I love you triple B. I know. Just call it the world title, man. He says, this title is the only thing uh, that's keeping me from grabbing a fistful of pills and calling it a day. He says, but not you, Brian. No, everybody loves the American dragon. Everybody respects you. They throw their hands up in the air and scream yes at the top of their lungs. Crowd starts doing that. Daniel Bryan just, or Brian Danielson just, like got a big smile on his time the entire time mm-hmm. until he mentions the kids. He said, that wasn't enough. You have something I'll never have. You have a family, a beautiful, smart, adoring wife, two children. You take all of it for granted. You want to know why I hate you? 
It's not just because these schmucks think you're better than me. I hate you because you've had more concussions and head traumas than anybody in this business. You suffered concussion after concussion until you're on the floor, foam streaming down your face, having seizures, and you're still in my sport. Every time you step foot in that ring, you're saying wrestling is more important than your family. Every time you step step foot in that ring, you're spitting in my face because every time you step foot in that ring, you're taking everything I would kill for for granted. There are no, you're no different than your worthless drug-addicted mentor who I gladly sent to the hospital. Actually, or worse, because you're addicted to the spotlight. He says, well, at Revolution, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you for trying to take away the one thing I have in this life. I'm going to punish you for everything you have taken for granted. So now... I'd like to take this chance to speak to your kids watching at home. And he's like, what do um, Brian says? Like, don't, don't you talk mm-hmm. about my children. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. So MJF doesn't care. He looks at the camera and says, hi, Birdie. Hi, buddy. I just wanted you to know that I'm going to make dad pay for all his selfishness. I'm going to rip his arm out of its socket and make sure he can never play with you again. For one hour straight, I'm going to make sure he can never pick you up again. And then Uncle Max is going to take his fist and hit him over and over and over again. He gets in the ring. Then I'm going to give Dada a present. Early onset CTE. And then Danielson just decks him. They brawl. Security comes out. Big pull-apart brawl. Uh, And then uh, MJF slips out of the ring. Danielson gets out of the ring on the other side, chases him around, Mm -hmm. and punches the shit out of him. Yeah, it was a good segment. Good segment. Good stuff. Uh, Then we got the aforementioned Jamie Hayter-Britt interview where uh, Hayter challenged Ruby and Soraya to a title match at Revolution. Then we got the Revolution Tag Team Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Briscoe runs out at one point, and the crowd goes crazy because Mark Briscoe's wildly entertaining. He's awesome. Um, and he goes after Sterling, goes after Josh Woods. And while all that's mm-hmm. going on, it allows uh, Penta to eliminate mm-hmm. Tony Nese with a fear factor on the apron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and rough. And the Lucha Brothers team up to Chuck Davari out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a strong showing for Butcher. He lasted it was, down yeah. to the, what, the final four, final five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so good showing for him. I won't go through all the eliminations. 2.0 didn't get into the match like halfway through it, and then we're pretty much eliminated immediately. Uh, we had a Danhausen appearance. Orange Cassidy nice. crawled out from under the ring at one point. Um, but the final three were Lethal, mm-hmm. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. and then Trent. Yeah, so Orange Cassidy helped. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Satnam Singh helped. Uh, Double J and Lethal from Elimination once prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then Trent hits Lethal with the Tornado DDT, and then Jarrett hits Trent with the stroke. He thinks he's tossed Trent over the top. Trent's there holding on to the top rope. Orange Cassie emerges from under the ring, puts Trent on the shoulder, Helkins back in the ring. So Trent can eliminate Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Satnam saves Jeff Jarrett yet again from Elimination. Mm-hmm. And so Jarrett hits Trent with another stroke and then tosses him over the top rope to get the win. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> good stuff. Uh, so after that, we had a House of Black promo. Malachi says, thousands of people is what you heard last week. Thousands of people that feel and see the same thing we've been seeing for months, that there's a problem in this company. It's time for two for us to address that problem and eradicate it. Let these voices be heard. And Brody steps in and says, they ran out of Reese's pie. That's the problem with this company. Now, he said the house will bring a firestormer from the ashes. The house will establish its foundation on the cinder. And then Buddy says, but before revolution, house would like to discuss your status as trios champs face to face. Sweet. So I think Sorry, uh, I just had to do, had to do the fucking They're doing that. They're going to have a stare down. I hope it's just that. They just stare at each other. Just look at each other. 
They all try to see if they can palm a basketball. Oh, that's good. I was it was going to be a blinking contest. Ah. <laughs> we have contact lenses. Yeah, I know. It's impossible for him to like, not blink after 20 seconds. Uh, then we have uh, Renee saying Tony Khan has an announcement. And he says that Ad- actually Adam Cole is the one with the announcement. So Adam Cole makes the announcement of AW All Access starting in March. He says he's going to show his story. He's excited to share it. It's also going to lead to his in-ring return. Same night as premiere. Uh, said the month of March. going to be something special. Got the debut That's of All good. Access. and got the in-ring return of Adam Cole, baby. I hope it's early March, as in the March that we're going to Dynamite. So like the, awesome. the Wednesday after Revolution, yes. I want to see Chugs wrestle. That'd be great. We've never yeah. seen Chugs wrestle before. Oh, yes, we have. When? We had to have. Don't think we have. Come on. We've been to a, we haven't been to a takeover with Adam Cole there? No, I think the takeovers he went to was before he was in NXT. Come on. We've seen him wrestle. I don't think we've seen him wrestle live. Oh, I met him at the Performance Center. Yeah. That's different. You did. Okay, so yeah, I was like, man, I know I've seen Adam Cole in person somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, dude. My best friend. I did the shoulder lean on him. <laughs> Boom. It's dark sun. Keeps coming and going. It makes my lighting all jacked up. <laughs> uh, after that, we had um, Sanjay Dutt, Lethal, and Jarrett promo. Dutt says, everything's coming to fruition. We're going to become tag champions. And then the gun club steps in and says, hey, maybe at Revolution." It's just us versus you guys. And Dutt's like, yeah, the firm didn't get the job done earlier. Uh, Austin says, uh, well, why don't we take care of each other's business before revolution? And Jared says, we'll take care of your business. You take care of our slap nuts. And Lethal thinks it's a good idea. Yep. Lethal seems into it. And then we have our main event, Mox versus Evil Uno. Uh, so then Mo- uh, Uno gets off to a fast start. Mm-hmm. And then pretty qu- quickly, it seems like Mox has turned the tables. But then Uno hits a boot and then starts choking Mox with his vest. He puts Mox in the top rope looking for a superplex. Mox fights him off, starts ripping at Uno's mask. Uno boots Mox to the floor and hits with hits him with a huge somersault sent on off the top rope to the floor. Yeah. Hitting Mox with a bunch of strikes. And then Mox ends up throwing Uno into the ring steps, and that's what busts Uno open. He starts mm-hmm. bleeding up from there. So then back in the ring, Mox is just pummeling Uno with strikes. Uno grabs him, bang, pile driver. Bang, another pile driver. Mox kicks out. So then Mox locks on the, the rear naked choke. Starts dropping a bunch of elbows on Uno. Sinks in the bulldog choke, but Uno gets to his feet. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever seen anybody do that with, with Mox has him in the bulldog. Yeah. So then Mox transitions to the rear naked choke again. Uh, gets Wraps his legs around him. Mm-hmm. Blood is just squirting from Uno's head at this point. He's got that mm-hmm. bulldog choke on and really cranking back. You just see the blood squirting out. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Um, but uh, once Uno's in the rear naked choke, ref calls for the bell. Uno doesn't tap. But Mox doesn't release the hold. Mm-hmm. So then you have Silver and Reynolds come down to help Uno. Well, this brings Claudio and Wheeler out. They all rush to the ring and a huge brawl breaks out. Yeah. And then Hangman, which sounds like he had different music. Mm. Oh, did it? Yeah, there's different music playing to sound. Mm. Like. Okay. He runs out there, starts throwing hands, gets the hunk of barbed wire, wraps it around his fist, starts pummeling Mox with it. He's mm. bleeding all over the place. And uh, Paige looks for a buckshot. Mox rolls out of the ring, and he's like laying against the ramp, just blood pouring out of his face. Yeah, urgency. Yeah, There's a lot of urgency in this in this whole. Segment. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think a lot. I think the main thing that they have sort of control over is like, like you said, the pacing. You know, if you keep the pacing up, if you stick to a lot of good wrestling, and if the wrestling matches have stakes and urgency, then it's difficult to go wrong. You know. Mm. 
some people are saying that they might have accidentally played dark order music for for hangman ah or i'd be pretty surprised like, hey, they got rid of his theme play dark order music for me because i'm gonna i'm i am i'm firmly dark order now but then next week is like hey just looks towards camera and does this yeah right exactly uh anyways uh you want to go do we have any what we got here we're at 144 likes if by the time we finish these questions that we're going to read here in a second if we're at 200 then triple h will call in but we got to get to 200 we're at 144 right you won't now. do it so unless we get to 200 between the 423 we got watching between the 162 watching on twitch i'm sure we can get 66 more but i don't maybe I not so maybe not oh he's trying to ricky stark's approach here i don't think we can do it I think, think we, we can, can do, it. do it. We can't do it alone. Oh, and then the chat's like, oh, you're saying that we can't do it? I know you I can I want to prove it. you wrong. Like. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Bortolazzo asks, what are the chances FTR will be the Joker in next week's tag team Casino Battle Royal? 98%. thousand, a thousand percent. Unless they have like travel issues. That's what I'm saying. 2% uh, 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 no for travel issues. Because apparently yeah. like Portland, they're playing the Kings tonight. They're having some travel issues getting out of, uh, out of Portland. Oh yeah, because there's like snow st- everywhere. Stuck on the stuck on the tarmac for seven hours yesterday or something like that. Nice. Then the advantage, Sacramento, like the beam. Uh, Jonathan Vieira says, if "Did you get dem- any of that that mushy snow hail at your place yesterday?" I didn't notice it. Yeah, we got some here. I didn't see any. But it would hit possible. the ground and then melt right away. Around what time was it? Two thirty. Two or two thirty? Oh, I wasn't outside at that point oh well, i just i heard it raining so i looked out the window and then it looked like hail but it was soft s-a-w-f-t yeah <laughs> sorry um no i didn't i didn't know i don't know what i was doing at 2 30 or 3 o'clock usually at 3 o'clock it's like nap time yeah but i don't think thought. i did that yesterday i don't know what i was doing anyways uh jonathan Vieira, i want some onion rings now summer's at the restaurant i don't think she gets back till four <laughs> it's a thing now because my uh, my kid works at the barbecue place, mm-hmm. and like so, I have an option every time she leaves there. Oh, to get stuff. Be like, hey, can I get some onion rings? So I have to like stop myself from doing that. You stop yourself from onion rings, get some ribs. That's too much. That's too much. I want a whole ass meal, but they do give you a lot of onion rings, and they got this like weird sauce with it too. It's so good. Is it like an aioli? Yeah, yeah, aiolis are good. Yeah. Jonathan Vieira says, if WWE splits the titles and lets Cody bring back the winged eagle design, should the universal title get a redesign too? Yeah. No. I think those world titles look great the way they are, but I wouldn't mind seeing the winged eagle title. I guess it's so small though. I don't really need, I don't, I don't know if it needs to come back. It's a great title. Bring it back. How would you redesign the universal title? Give me an example of a different title that you would use. You need to raw gate two titles. Here's your task. Raw gate two titles to create the new universal title. All right, all right, all right. The universal title. Make it kind of more, uh, uh, you know, like the North American title in, in NXT. It's kind of got like a vintage look. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You mix the vintage with the modern, something like that. Okay, all right. So all go right. back and like, go look at what an early WWF title looked like. Take elements from that, make it on a larger belt. You know what I would do? Those belts I did tiny back then. I did this video over at WrestleJuice looking at the Signature Series, the WWE Signature Series titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their Mankind title is uh, like the Winged Eagle, but it's on brown leather. Mm-hmm. Like really like vintage looking brown yeah, yeah, yeah. leather. Weathered brown leather. Yeah. And and it's because it's kind of like the Mankind mask, right? Yeah. 
but the current WWE title, but you just make it look old. Like okay. instead of like the the black strap, it's like a weathered brown leather strap. You get like a patina on it. And instead of what's patina? What is that? You know, like when you get a penny and it's copper, and then yeah. it starts to get old and it starts to get a little green. Yeah, 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 yeah. The green's okay. the patina. The patina. Yeah, put some patina on it. Sure. Uh, and then like the 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 plating all needs to be gold instead of silver. Uh huh. That'd be sick. But with patina on it. Also with patina. Or you take the the title that Snoop Dogg has. It's all gold. Oh, I'm telling you, they should have used that damn thing for their world title. That thing is beautiful. You got that right. Uh, Eduardo says, if you could bring a fictional pro wrestler from any movie, TV show, or maybe a book, who would it be? Bring him where? It doesn't actually, it doesn't say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you can bring him like just milling about with you in your room, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. To, to, to AEW. Oh, all right. Cause that's going to affect my answer. Like I don't want top not super best lurking around out over, over, you know, behind me. That's scary. Mm-hmm. But so if he was an couple, AEW, that'd be great. <laughs> a couple, couple options here. Randy, the Ram, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy King, mm-hmm. uh, Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. uh, Bonesaw, Bonesaw, um, uh, uh, Terry Funk or his dead opponent from that one episode yeah. of Beyond Belief, Fact yeah. or Fiction? Yeah, that's good. God, that's what we got to do for Friendo Club. We got to power rank fictional wrestlers. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, Robo- Robocop. He was already brought into WCW. Yeah. What was uh, 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 Vern Gagne's name in uh, The Wrestler? <sighs> Oh, man. Because Billy Robinson got to keep his name, but Vern had a different name. I think Billy Robinson's was changed a little bit, wasn't it? No, it was Billy Robinson. Was it? Yeah. I thought he changed it ever so slightly. It's like Billy Robbins or something like that. No, I'm pretty sure it was Billy Robinson. Okay. All right. Gosh, what was his name? Oh, Enforcer says Piper and Ventura from that tag team TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't remember anything about that, the thing that we did with him and Rob Fee. Uh, uh, Q is the right answer. Two headed Roxena. Um, two. <laughs> oh man, Mike Bullard. That... Mike Bullard. Mike Bullard. What a great name. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's Billy Taylor, not Billy Rob. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, it was like two o'clock in the morning. Dude. It was. <laughs> Wrestling office. She says. Wrestling office. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I dude, it'd be Randy the Ram. He's the biggest name. That dude yeah. like main evented Madison Square Garden or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, he's a massive star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, what was CM Punk's name in heels? Rabies. Uh, Ricky Rabies. Ricky Rabies. Yeah. With the. Uh, oh, you just need everybody from Duffy Wrestling League. Oh yeah, dude, man, or the uh, the XPW version of it across the town. Oh yeah, in Florida. In Florida, yeah, Dysto- Florida Dystopia Wrestling or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thunderlips. There you go. It's fuck Thunderlips Day. <laughs> uh, we only had two questions on the YouTube, so I, I don't need oh, more Alex, questions from your Alex Patreon. Alex Foster has a great one. Says, sorry for the NXT question, but I'm the only one who noticed that Tiffany Stratton said the WrestleMania. <laughs> Is she a Werner Herzog fan? Oh, man. There you go. Werner Herzog needs that's, to. That's, uh, the, that's our, our path to. Yeah, Werner Herzog showing up at WrestleMania. Oh, I think that's a great idea, Tiffany Stratton. 
We will attend the WrestleMania and let the world on fire. This is a great question from Cool Bro here. I uh, went to Dynamite last night, was on hard cam, and had so many great interactions with the wrestlers and crew. What was your favorite interaction with a wrestler? Cool Bro says, Soraya flipped me off last night, and it was awesome. Man, my favorite interaction ever with a wrestler. Oh, man. Um, you know, we were in a position, we've been doing this a long time, and we've we've been lucky enough to have quite a few. Um I'm trying to. I mean, dude, honestly, chatting up Adam Cole was was awesome. Um, Here's two that come to mind: getting a fist bump from Naito. That was yeah. great. Um, and then uh, 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 maybe or maybe not giving AJ Styles a two sweet. I think the AJ Styles stuff when we were talking about the two sweet, I thought that was a really good. That's that's a video we got right now on our channel. Yeah. You guys can watch yeah. it. Uh, I thought that whole interview was really, really good because we got to talk about the retro stuff, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the old school video games. Um, that was awesome. That was really cool. Even Sasha talking about like randomly, you know, mentioning know. that her first video game wrestling ECW, video game was yeah, the ECW game on the N64. The ECW yeah. one. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really, really. What about interactions at a show? <clears throat> Uh, well, you mentioned the Naito fist bump. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Like yeah, that we kind got of the thing. New Japan one, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, okay, I was uh, oh, when we went. Sorry, go ahead. We went to the uh, NXT show at the Memorial when Shinsuke was doing. You know, he used to go in the corner and do the yeah, yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I was like right next to him when he was doing that. Yeah. That was really cool to. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that because that popped in my head too. That was really cool. I mean, when it, Scott Norton walked by you and 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 put you in the NWO, yeah, that was pretty at cool. Start quite an honor. Cast that was cool. That was like one like just such a warm gesture. I don't think yeah. we even talked to him. He just walked by and just put his hand on my shoulder and just like, "Hey, we're gonna get through this weekend, pal." Yeah, and you're in the NWO on top of that. I guess so. I guess so. I thought that was really cool. Um, Helping uh, Beefcake put his hit his backdrop up. When Vampiro offered to give us a scoop on the show. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah. I have it. I, his number was in my phone at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I should have saved yeah. that shit. But I don't know why I didn't. Man, start texting him. Oh, hey, Vampiro. Offering uh, Damian Priest a donut. <gasps> oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one. Well, it was, it was Joey and, and Penelope before that, and they came Joey by and got it later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they came. Yeah, they, they, they kept that one up here. They were like an option for later. Yeah. Donuts. Because, man, he was hurting that day. Yeah, he was. That was the day after All In. Yeah. Um, all all of the stuff that we've done at Action Coast has been a lot of fun yeah. with all those wrestlers there. That's been a lot of fun. Oh, chatting up Trent. He was sitting next to us. Chelsea Green, who's an absolute delight. Oh, she was awesome. She was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea was super cool. Uh, Pete Santiago brings up, yeah, Colt Cabana, our interviews yeah. with him. That has been awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to remember any other ones. It's been, yeah, it's been cool. I mean, obviously seeing, you know, my very first interaction with a wrestler, seeing Jeff Hardy at mm -hmm. McDonald's, mm -hmm. and then Big Jeff goes up and, you know, says, hey, aren't you Christian? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, or it's Jeff Hardy. When I, was, when I met Eddie Guerrero in the parking lot of a Craig and Auto Parts. 
doing an autograph signing. You have quite the list of celebrity parking lot encounters. Brian Wilson, right? Yeah, Wasn't that one Brian of them? Brian Wilson, the parking That's lot. That's a pretty big deal. Sherman, that's a massive deal. That's a big, big deal there. Did you tell him, hey, man, I love Sloop, uh, 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 Sloop John B. No, I didn't want to bother. Shoop? Sloop. It's Sloop, right? Sloop, yeah. Sloop John B., yeah. It's about a boat. Should have just started singing it to him. Yeah, I should have. My grandfather and me. Oh, the captain ashore, let me go home. He's like, yeah, let me go home, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Enforcer, I forgot about this one. When I worked at Kinko's, the honky-tonk man came in to make copies. I wasn't even like a wrestling guy at the time. It was like a junior college, and he rolls in there. He's got his big sunglasses on. Looked like the coolest guy. Had the fanny pack and everything. And he, I made some copies for the local pro wrestling show. I mean, who could forget the selfie you took with Roman Reigns? Oh, man. Classic. That's right. When especially, Hilton, when, especially when I made you bald. <laughs> when he, Yeah, that was even funnier. When Hilton, uh, for 100 bucks, I got to be front row. They don't do $100 front row at WWE no, anymore. Not even at house shows, they don't. No, at house shows, they don't do that shit. You get, you, oh, you get a chair, but you got to pay 500 bucks. Yep. I think for house shows for five hundred, you get the the meet and greet opportunity backstage, but still, that's yeah. five hundred dollars. That's a lot. Yeah, five hundred dollars is a lot. But front row at a wrestling show is a blast. Yeah, it is. It is so much fun. Um, oh yeah, when I uh, yeah, the PWG show, just watching all the wrestlers like hawk mm-hmm. their merchandise mm-hmm. and like the fucking who's who of like who it was, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, no smash zone tonight because I'm going to be at golden one center, hopefully lighting that beam. Yeah. Like that. Uh, beam, Steve. But we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Thanks for watching everybody. Oh, we on. appreciate we get 200 likes. We're, one away. <gasps> We're at 199. One away. Womp, womp. Shockmaster says 200, but I just, I see 199, I see 199 here. here. Yeah. I'll give you guys five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I still see 199. Ah, there it is. There it is. All right, let me go. go. 202. Let me go do some uh, some paperwork here, and uh, we'll get Triple H in. He's been waiting. He's like, did you guys get in 200 or what? So just now. Now it's 207. All right, here we go. Now it's 212. Hello, hi, this is uh, Paul Levesque, the game of games, the king of kings, Triple H. Uh, how can I be of service today? Hello, where can I direct your call? Uh, hi, Triple H. Sometimes I like to work the phones here. That's interesting. And just, and just send people, it's, you know, it's like piss at work, but, you know, somebody's got to do it. And I feel, let's me make connections uh, to the outside world. Uh, really? Who have you talked to today? Dad, Doug DeVince. Oh, I mean, has yeah. he been giving you any ideas as far as like creative and stuff, or is he kind of, kind of, you know, forcing his ideas on you at all? I can now confirm he is his fingerprints are all over this shit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, everything bad though. It's everything bad that's oh. about like name anything bad, and he it's, he did it. Um, everything good is me. Uh, I mean, off the they, top of my head, it's, it's been kind of, it's been for the most part pretty enjoyable. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dad's a genius. So uh, yeah, no, I've got my. Don't interrupt. Uh, just because I took a heavy breath, I had more to say. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm coming up, whipping up the script for SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, watching AEW uh, Dynamite on my DVR for things not to do. 
And, uh, and yeah, so we're coming up with SmackDown. So have a big show tomorrow, huge show. On the road to WrestleMania, the greatest stage of them all. Not that piss and double or nothing. What a bunch of crap that is. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's like um, a normal um, thing. Can you confirm do. or deny whether you or, or Vince booked Brock versus Amos WrestleMania? Oh, man. Amos, future star, huge star in the WWE. He's totally going to win this match. That's why he won against Braun Strowman at uh, the other show that we did. Uh, I mean, Braun beat Amos at Crown Jewel. Yeah, he got his heat back, though, didn't he? Uh, in the I end, that's all that matters. Yeah, well, he got his heat did, back. I remember. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Anyways, Amash should have won that. He's going to beat Brock Lesnar, too. Wait, hold on a second. I just got a text message. Hold on. It's dad. Uh, he's saying, oh, damn it. Brock's got to win that match. Uh, you yeah, know what? Kind of. Here's the thing, though. At least it's not. He was pitching to be. The old man was pitching to be Brock versus Roman. Uh, that's what he wanted to do. Brock versus Again. Roman. I was like, dad. I was like, listen, uh, we've already done that. We did literally did a match. Why are you looking behind you? Don't look behind you. Hold on a second. Stab. Dad, what are we doing? Are we doing onion rings for lunch today? I just want a bucket of onion rings, uh, and like a whole, well, like a whole giant coffee mug full of uh, like aioli. Uh, yeah, garlic. Uh, you get it. My breath is gonna be like a sledgehammer. Uh, you know, it's really good. Is like chipotle aioli. Oh like yeah, I like uh, that too. Like southwestern. Uh, anyways, what was the question? Uh, I don't remember. That's okay. So I'm gonna have some onion rings. Uh, it's like sometimes, why are you keep on looking over there? Why do you keep doing that? No, what is over mind, there? Don't, don't mind me. It's like you're visually interrupting me. Like you're interrupting me, but stop doing that. That is so frustrating. And now you're just doing it. Now you're just doing it to get it in my skin. Uh, what are you doing? Why You've got like ADHD. What's <laughs> going on right now? there and it's bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> are you wait a second are you in your bedroom are you in your mom's yeah. basement what's going on right bedroom. now my bedroom my bed's right there oh my god does it smell like a fart do you sit there all night just like lay farts into it not currently no i think you do you probably do because you got the fat john cena told me you got a you got a tummy that's it's like what? a little baby's tummy like it's always upset to, uh, well so it's not just, totally true yeah yeah you can't eat eggs or something right yeah no eggs no dairy how are you supposed to get your protein uh meat <laughs> Do you eat like a lot of salmon? Uh, yeah, I like salmon. Yeah, I'll take Let me that. ask you, what's the most salmon you've ever eaten in one day? Uh, I would say it's a good, uh, it's like uh, uh, probably like six or seven big giant actual oh, salmon. Ounces, pounds. Like, give me I, one time I went down to the river and I took my sledgehammer with me and I started just sledgehammering salmon That's and then I'm eating thinking. them off my sledgehammer because I'm yeah. the king of king. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. All right. With my with my summer day, I went down to the Salmon River and I started annihilating salmon and eating them all. Like a bear, huh? Like yeah, it was like it was like me and a bear, and I was like, "Hey, bear, stop interrupting my salmon eating by trying to attack the king of kings." And then I gave that bear a pedigree. pedigree One, two, three, they were yeah. gone. All the all they the were salmon done. were yours. And then I got a don't interrupt my salmon bear story. And then they were all mine. Did you fall asleep on the banks of the river because you were so stuffed with salmon? Oh, man. I had a big old salmon bear nap. Yeah. It was great. I, I yeah. used the sledgehammer as my pillow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you got that right. Comfortable. Oh, man. No, it was fantastic because you're you're like a little, uh, you know, weakling. <laughs> I slept on my sledgehammer. I got to go. All I'm right. hungry. I want onion rings. Goodbye. Right. Enjoy your onion rings and salmon. He's already gone, man. He's already wow. gone. Wow.
Man, how did that go? It went fine. We're talking about salmon and eating the, protein and stuff. Oh yeah, taking some dietary tips from, from yeah. Hunter. He, you know, he likes his salmon. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's true. We got confirmation on that one. Jeff, of yep. course, uh, ate with Triple H one yep. time and said he just kept on asking for salmon. Yep. It's good protein. Mm-hmm. Got your uh, omega three fatty acids in there too. Oh yeah, the Kenny omega threes, man. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Those are. Is it good for? So wait, did you ask him like how much salmon he's ever had in one sitting? Because that's kind of interesting. And then he's talking about hitting salmon in the river with a sledgehammer and eating the. I would imagine what's left of the salmon off the sledgehammer. God damn! It was all very violent. And then he gave a bear a pedigree. Sounds about on. That's on brand. That's on brand. I guess so. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah. So just straight from the river, huh? The yeah. Salmon River, straight out of the Salmon River. Yes, straight out of the Salmon River. You got it. It's almost like you're there listening. <laughs> Holy Taking shit! Part in it. Didn't happen. Nope. I was too busy doing my paperwork. Well, paperwork, show it to me. That's a notepad. That's not paperwork. It is. That's see. the same notepad you're writing down. A, it's a got a wrestler. really small smiley face on it. Oh, okay. That's what you're doing. <laughs> the entire time for seven minutes. Slow, just... slow sketching a smiley face, huh? <laughs> oh, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everybody. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.